Welcome everybody to Christian Marauder today on November 21st here. This is uh, going to be pre-recorded for the Daily Renegade as well at a future date and time. So I'm just glad that people are showing up today on my YouTube channel live stream. With that, grab your cup of coffee because we are going to be jumping in real hot and heavy today on some things that you probably have not have heard about in the book of Revelation. Okay, let's go ahead and jump right in here. Last week, we saw God unleashing seven trumpets of war against those that seek a new world order and to create a one world government. These people who, like former FBI director J. Edgar Hoover, warned us about in 1956 when he said this, and I quote, The individual is handicapped by coming face to face with a conspiracy so monstrositous he cannot believe it exists the american mind simply has not come to a realization of evil which has been introduced into our midst it rejects even the assumption that human creatures could espouse a philosophy which must ultimately destroy all that is good and decent these are the people who john f kennedy warned about in 1962 and 63 in a speech when he said this and i quote for we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that re relies on covert means for expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion on subversion instead of elections on intimidations instead of free choice on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day it is a system that has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a highly knit highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations, end quote. These are the people whom Nevada's 1957 U.S. Senator warned about before Congress. I believe that what if the people of this nation fully understood what Congress has done to them over the last 49 years, they would move on Washington. They would not wait for an election. It adds up to a preconceived plan to destroy the economic and social independence of the united states it is the same people that david rockefeller mentions in june of 1991 and i quote it would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the bright lights of publicity during those years but the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government the supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and a world bankers is surely preferable to the nation auto-determination practice in past centuries. Folks, these are the uber-elites who think they can control all the world's resources to make a brave new world, as the book Silent Weapons for Quiet War says on page 17, and I quote, Number two, Take control of the world by the use of economic silent weapons in a form of quiet warfare and reduce the economic inductance of the world to a safe level by a process of benevolent slavery and genocide. As the same book reads on page 7, this form of slavery is essential to maintain some measure of social order, peace, and tranquility for the ruling upper class. End quote. Folks, these are the very elites that seek to shape the things to come. 
Next, the book of Revelation is amazing. For example, there is a mathematical symmetry concerning the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls of wrath that has a rhythm, that has a timing to it of things to come, as this illustration shows. And there's this pattern. The first four seals deal with the fallen entities being unleashed, remember? And then the next two seals, five and six, deal with two household of humanity. You have the martyrs and fallen humanity. And then the seventh seal is God actually answering the prayers of the how long for the saints. If you notice, there is a pause before the last seal is open here. Okay, do you see that? There is a pattern, a one, two, three, four pattern. And then uh, five and six make up the next group. Then the seven stands alone. This is pattern of related themes is found in the seven trumpets and the seven bowls, along with a pause between the sixth and the seventh seal. Every one of them has that. They have that. It is a four, two, one pattern. You have the four trumpets that are going to be related. Two are going to be related. And the last, there's going to be a pause before the last one. Okay. And that's what happens. Then you have the seven thunders right where the pause is. I'm just showing you. Then you have the seven bowls of wrath. That pattern is established. That is a mathematical symmetry in there. The same pattern is found in all those. It's a consistent pattern of four, two, pause, one. Four, two, pause, one. If you're, if you're a musician, you kind of you kind of get the rhythm. One, two, three, four. One, two, pause, one. <laughs> There's a timing to it. It, it, it is amazing. So what does it all mean? If you understand the Bible number meanings, you'll get it. For example, the seven seals tell of God's plan for judgment. The first four seals deal with the unleashing of the minions of hell, judged for inspiring the world's elite to divide humanity and destroy it, as seen in the fifth and sixth seals. Then there is a pause before the last seal where God answers all the how long prayers of his saints and people. And finally, and God acts to stop it all. Amen. Next, the first four trumpets of war sound the attack on one-third of the world resources that the elites think they can use to achieve their own ends, a world government, a one-world new world order. The next two trumpets turn the legions of hell loose on the earth to afflict those who are allied with them, those elites. Then there is a pause before the seventh trumpet announces God's final victory over evil as completed. Then you have the first four bowls of wrath where God wages total war by wiping out the means to maintain a new world order and pit the one world government against itself, seen in the next two bowls of wrath. As they fight each other for the last of the world's resources all around the nation of Israel, then shaken by a large earthquake that announces the second coming has arrived. This is the shape of things to come. As we enter into Revelations chapter 10, during the pause between the sixth and the seventh trumpet, where we'll see an angel sent from God's throne to proclaim the state of things to come. With that, the question comes, do these numbers and their meaning share any sight, this pattern and the numbers, how they add up, share any insight into the book of Revelation? Yeah, there is, and I found it, and, and what does it mean? To, it all points to the very last chapter when the new heavens and earth come. God restoring the creative works of men to be able to be his representative authority in the new heavens and earth. 
the focus of the meaning of those numbers is the new heavens and earth is coming. It's coming. There is a time of coming <laughs> when all this junk is going to be judged and over with. Hallelujah. <laughs> so that's the summary of it. So we find ourselves coming to this interlude phase before the seventh trumpet sounds. So we first four trumpets basically outline a military strike against the world elite and humanity and the fallen watchers' ownership of all the earth and its resources. This is a carpet bombing, uh, lack for a better term that I can use. Next involves the unleashing the legions of hell and their top commanders on earth. And listen to what this says. Proverbs 16 states, The wicked are made for a day of doom, and those that join them will not go unpunished. And here we see the wicked watchers are turning on those who they have aligned themselves with, humanity, and humanity that aligns to them. They are turning on them, doing what their hearts wants to do to those who they deceive as their friends. And they want to kill, rob, and destroy. All hell is unleashed on earth, and now we're at the pause between the sixth and seventh trumpet, and that's where we're going to pick up where we left off from last week, okay? I'm just giving you a summary of that so you understand where we are and how to read the book of Revelation. This is what's going to happen during the tribulation period. Those uh, seals of judgment, and now the trumpets are sounding and all heck. Literally one-third of the world's population and resources are done. It's carpet bombed. So let's look at, uh, at what happens during the pause. What's going to happen? This is a long pause. <laughs> okay. With that, let's look at Revelations chapter 10, verse 1. And I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun and his feet like pillars of fire. Okay, so during this pause, John sees another mighty angel coming down from heaven. He's clothed with a cloud. He had a rainbow was on around his head. His face was like the sun and, and his feet like pillars of fire. You always need to interpret Bible with Bible, especially in the book of Revelation. You've got to stick with the context and understand the symbolism. With uh, you got to go back to Revelation chapter 4 about the, the scenery of the throne to understand that rainbow happens to be the emerald green rainbow, not a rainbow like we think. This is the emerald green rainbow, and all has meaning, all has symbol, it all connects, connects the dots beautifully, and makes the book of Revelation come alive. So this is an angelic being. This is not Jesus. This is an angel. So who is it? I basically do not know because <laughs> the Bible doesn't say. Other than that he comes down from heaven indicates he belongs to God's house. He's an archangel of some type. How do we know this? The cloud, and what, by what the symbols, the cloud, the rainbow all symbolize. Keep tracking with me. The cloud symbolizes, as Robert Utley says in his uh, Bible study commentary, this also means one assigned to give message directly from the throne of God, transport it to and unleash what God commands. The context verifies this, and this is what this angel does, end quote. The rainbow also indicates authority granted from the throne room of God. This is most likely, like I said, connecting dots. I'm sticking with what Revelation says about the throne, not what rainbows are in the book of Noah. Hmm, 
Context matters. Continuity matters. And this rainbow indicates great authority that was given to this angel from the throne room of God. That's emerald green that's seen in Revelations 4.3 that was around the throne. And his face was like the sun. This follows the description of Christ found in Revelations 1.16, which indicates Jesus who opens the seven uh, uh, sealed scroll and sent this angel here as he says, you know, just keep tracking with me. His feet like pillars of fire. This refers to Christ in Revelations 1.15. So the fire in the Bible symbolizes a refining process, a baptism of fire and trials of judgments that leads to make something pure. It also indicates a pouring out of wrath as well as the glory of God. So let me put this together. This archangel is sent from the throne room of God by Jesus with great authority for the purpose of a baptism of fire and trials that refine judgment and wrath that leads to make something new and pure as well as displaying the full glory and majesty of God through it all. Verse 2 of the New King James, kind of as we go through, will prove what I just said uh, out of the New King James. And he had a little book opened in his hand, and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land, and he cried out with a loud voice as when a lion roars, and he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. Notice, he had in his hand a little book which was open, which the context points, the book was given to him to read. Okay? He got the very words from the throne room of God handed to him by Jesus to read at a particular time. It has nothing to do with the angel coming down, thumping his chest. I decree, I declare, I decree, I declare, I decree, I declare that I'm going to have a million dollars. I decree, I declare that everything will be all right. I didn't know. That is the most arrogant, pompous thing I've ever heard. And sadly, many people in the church are falling for that type of stuff today. Before I get off on a rabbit trail on that. There are times that we can decree and declare Bible scriptures. That's a scriptural truth. I don't have time to teach that. But what, where that has led people to uh, twist the scriptures to get off that they can decree and declare that their hangnail is healed. And though it's getting gangrene and it's rolling down their arm, I decree declare my, my hangnail and the gangrene that it caused because I won't take care of it because I believe that I receive uh, my healing. Um you have to have your arm amputated sometime. So, you know, I don't care what you decree and declare. If you try to twist the word of God that way, forget it. Stick with the book. Stick with the, what the Bible says. Don't decree and declare unless God shows you from the Bible what to decree and declare. Okay? And don't twist it for your own pompacity, pomp pompousness, and your own arrogant mind. Okay? Enough of that rabbit trail. Okay? Some folks see this little book of Revelation 5.1 is now opened, okay? However, that is a different Greek word in Revelation 5.1 where it talks about a book being opened. That's called uh, Biblion. And the one used here in this verse is Bibliaridon. I can't even pronounce these Greek words even though I read the Greek and stuff. Here is Bibliarion. Uh, the word is used in the uh, uh, Septuagint in the Old Testament indicates a messenger seen in Ezekiel chapter 2, 8, regarding giving a message to rebellious Israel. This is what this is about. This is about he was handed a book to declare a message to the rebellious. That's what that book is about. In fact, Ezekiel chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, out of the New King James, clarifies this. 
But you, son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not rebel like the rebellious people. Open your mouth and eat what I've given you. Talk about eating the scroll. And then I looked and saw a hand stretched out to me, and it was a scroll, to which he unrolled before me. On both sides of it were written words of lament, mourning, and woe. So we go back to the, to, to the scrolls. Okay. And the scroll that was handed to John was written on both sides. So from the context of scripture that was handed to Ezekiel, and, and uh, Ezekiel was commanded to eat that scroll, and so was John. So both sides of the scroll are written words of lament, mourning, and woe. God's war plan being carried out, complete judgment, and the reasons for it, and how he's going to do it. It's the same Im imagery we've seen by John, and the difference John is to give an end-time message to the rebellious world, while Ezekiel was only given permission to give it to rebellious Israel. The next phrase, the angel, he placed his right foot on the sea and his left on the land, indicates the size of this angel. I don't know if this is true, but rabbis in the Talmud say that there is an angel who stood 500 miles in height. Is that true? I certainly do not know, and it's just food for thought. It's probably an archangel of, of who we don't, you know, I don't know. His height indicates that he bears great authority from God, and his loud voice that sounded like a lion indicates that he speaks the words of Jesus, the lion from the tribe of Judah that's seen in Revelation 5.5. Context is important. It connects dots to keep folks on track. Bible interprets Bible, and you have to do this in the book of Revelation to get off and stay off of rabbit trails. So you can wrap your head around this stuff and connect what's being said here. The next phrase tells us, when he cried out, the seven thunders sounded their voices. Again, the context tells us plainly these are sealed shut. We are never told what these are. No one will know for certain this side of heaven. However, the symbolic description of the angel and what he does might give us a clue to the general theme, but never the message itself, okay? Okay, the angel is declaring the words of the one who opened the seals, the author of all creation, because he had the emerald green rainbow around him, which is symbolizes creation. And he spoke with a loud clasp of thunder, seven thunders, boom, boom, boom. Just like that. Thunder, let's look at thunder, for example. Thunder that's heard in the distance tells that there's a storm coming and you can prepare for it. But sudden loud clasp of thunder, like the, the grammar indicates here, just sudden out of the blue, it's a blue sky and all of a sudden, bam, 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 bam. This loud clasp of thunders like that indicates the storm is on top of you before you, before you e even know what hits you. I have hiked. Uh, when I was younger, in an outward bound on a mountaineering survival course and uh, San Juan Mountains in 1978. And uh, I got, we got caught in these type of storms. It looked pretty or whatever. Next thing you know, the storm is on top of you because you can't see it coming because you're down below and there's a mountain up there. You're at maybe 12,000 feet and you have a pass. That's 13,000 feet to get above and you're above tree line and all of a sudden, bam, 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 lightning hits, and, you know, you watch it bouncing around the rocks. And so we were trained to take cover and how to survive that. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Whew. 
it's something to experience at that loud. So that is like, it's on top of you. You won't even know it. That's what it's saying here. That the storm is on top of you before it hits you. So we can take this as a warning and add to the fact that the angel's feet were like pillars of fire, which indicates a final round of judgment is about to fall without any mercy. Storms are coming. No mercy. So God is going into full scale, total war, war mode, all on evil and its pride. And as the angel speaks the words of God, this might indicate there is refining process going on to make all things new, whole, pure, and sound will be completed at an appointed time. Like I said earlier, at the end of the book of Revelation in chapter 21, it's amazing how all this points directly. Our eyes should be focused on Revelation chapter 21 and 22. A new heavens and earth without evil, without sin, without sickness. Oh, no more evil. No more people playing games. No more trying to get by. No more trying to take over everything. Oh, it's over. That's our focus should be on that. Next verse. Revelation chapter 10, verse 5, and the out of the New King James, and the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created all heaven, the earth, and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be a delay no longer. So right here, this angel just is speaking out of the text, which connects to the the meaning of the emerald green rainbow that surrounds uh the throne room of god and when god you know the father hands jesus the son the, the scroll who creates all right there it just verifies everything i just said everything connects it does it does that's why i say that emerald that is an emerald green rainbow because it connects right to this verse Again, the references made to the emerald green rainbow around God's throne, referring uh, that the angel is swearing an oath to the author of all creation. Okay, just basically that's what he's doing. This big angel was standing on both the land and the sea. This might be a reference to the third day of creation. I have no idea, but it's a good, I heard this and I thought I'd share this with you because I thought it was interesting. It's where God, the third day of creation is where God divided the land from the sea and moved them into their places on earth after all the context is about the author of creation. So this refers probably to something that will happen, some event possibly spoken in Revelation of a great earthquake where everything is shifted and moved. So the angel stood with one foot on land and land is a Bible metaphor of the earth where mankind lives and how he sustains himself on solid ground. The red earth, reminding humanity we are but dust made from the red soil by God's will. Okay? In Bible prophecy, the sea symbolizes, like it says in Revelation chapter 17, verse 15, peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Okay? Next, standing on both land and sea leads to these seven bowls of wrath poured out on the land and sea. Not the last bowl and all that is a great earthquake. Just food for thought. Keep tracking with me. Revelation chapter 10, verse 4, New King James. Now, when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, but I heard the voice from heaven saying to me, seal up the things which the seven thunders utter and do not write them. With that, I'm going to leave it in God's hands where it belongs, okay? 
I, I just kind of showed you possibly the themes of what it's saying. And it is a warning shot during the tribulation, during a pause, a brief respite, so to speak, and bam, bam, bam. Then, this, then the seven bowls of wrath are unleashed, total war is unleashed. Okay, so just give you an idea what that means. I'm going to leave it where it belongs in God's hands because I'm not going to try to speculate the exact wording of what's going to happen. That is, no, you have enough evidence from the book of Revelation and to connect some dots to get a general theme of what's happening. So let's look at the next verse, okay? Uh, we're going to come to here in a minute. As best I can, as I share last time about the seven trumpets, they are against the world elites who think they actually control all the world's resources and use these to make people comply by force to live in their controlled utopic new world order so the Antichrist can come forth to enforce it. And God is attacking their subsistence base because they think they own it. This God thus reminds them they, they're, they're not all it. And then some, I'm telling you. So we have seen God really shaking. What he's doing right now is shaking arrogant, narcissistic global elites who have utter contempt for those under them and view us as cattle barbarians whose only purpose is to maintain their lifestyles by a shot fired at what they think they own and use to better humanity by means of benevolent slavery and genocide. Boy, that's so nice. I'm going to read a little book. And I'm going to quote this book. It's on public domain. You can get it. Also, this is protected by Article 107 of the Copyright Law, because I'm giving this out not for profit, but guess what? For educational purposes. So Silent Weapons, Quiet War Manual states this on page six. In 1954, this was the issue of primary concern. Although the so-called moral issues were raised, in view of the law of natural selection, it was agreed that a nation or world of people who will not use their intelligence are no better than animals who do not have intelligence. Such people are beasts of burden and stakes on the table by choice and consent. Consequently, in the interest of future world order, peace, and tranquility, it was decided to privately wage a quiet war against the American public with an ultimate objective of permanently shifting the natural and social energy, wealth of the undisciplined, irresponsible many into the hands of the self-disciplined, responsible, and worthy few. Now, who are they? Well, uh, truth is truth, no matter who speaks it. So this Archbishop Carlo Maria, it's Vigano, Vigano, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Vigano, He's the guy, he's a cardinal who condemned the Pope for protecting sex offenders in the Catholic Church. So, like I said last night on the Omega Man show, he's on the Pope's blacklist. And this last fall, I think, I don't know if it was in July, I can't remember the month or whatever, in the early fall or summer there, he recently warned President Trump in a written letter that is on public domain as well, and you can look it up, about what is happening. He, the, this guy, Cardinal, though he's Catholic, warned what is going on. He knows something. You know, truth is truth, no matter who speaks it. Okay, there are believers in the Catholic Church. You might not think so, but there are. Okay, now I'm going to quote his letter. Just listen. I, no one up to last February would ever have thought that in all our cities, citizens would be arrested for simply wanting to walk down the street to breathe 
to want to keep their businesses open, to want to go to church on Sunday, yet now it's happening all over the world. Daily we sense the attacks multiplying of those who want to destroy the very basis of society, the natural family, respect for human life, love of country, freedom of education and business. We see the heads of nations and religious leaders pandering to the suicide of Western culture and its Christian soul. While the fundamental rights of citizens and believers are being denied in the name of a health emergency that is revealing itself more and more fully as instrumental to the establishment of, of an inhuman, faceless tyranny. A global plan called the Great Reset is underway. Its architect is a global elite that wants to subdue all of humanity, imposing coercive measures with which to drastically limit individual freedoms and those of entire populations. In several nations, this plan has already been approved and financed. In others, it is still in the early stage. Behind the world leaders who are the accomplices and executors of this infernal project, there are unscrupulous characters who finance the World Economic Forum and Event 201, promoting their agenda. The purpose of the Great Reset is the imposition of a health dictatorship aiming at the imposition of liberty cital, that's the death of liberty, measures hidden behind tempting promises of, of ensuring universal income, canceling individual debt. The price of these concessions from the International Monetary Fund will be renunciation of private property and the adherence to a program of vaccination against COVID-19 and COVID-21. Beyond the enormous economic interest that motivate the promoters of the Great Reset, the imposition of the vaccine, vaccination will be accompanied by the requirement of a health passport and digital ID, with the consequent contact tracing of the population of the entire world. Those who do not accept these measures will be confined in detention camps or placed under house arrest and all their assets will be confiscated. So folks, I'm gonna bring up something here. This is from the Belay's um, headline read, November 19th, 2020. So if you go on the Belay's and search for it, you'll find this article. And the headline reads, reads this, National Democratic Party official suggests re-education for Trump supporters. How do you deprogram de 75 million people? Nice article to read too. Um, very informative. So, those who do not accept these measures will be confined in detention camps or placed under house arrest and all their assets will be confiscated. You possibly could possibly imagine that the tribulation is knocking on the front door. If things go a certain way, it will be upon us really fast, like seven clasp of thunders, maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying that, that that is. I'm just saying it'll be like that. You'll probably be hearing something, and a lot of you feel it inside. Something ain't right. So the seven trumpets, as, as we have seen, the, are the strikes at the elite's method of control. Their goods and commodities and money that, that they boast as their own to control, to decide who gets what. In fact, Ezekiel chapter 28 speaks of the devil who also thinks all the world is his, just like the world's elites do. Keep tracking with me. Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 16 and 19 say this, explicitly proves this. And it says about Lucifer, or the devil here, By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within. 
and you have sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground, and I laid you before kings that they might look at you. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you, and, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. So, the devil is some type of trading, right? The devil is called the god of this world, right? He thinks he owns the world. He hates humanity because humanity was given the world. He took authority from man. He thinks he owns it. Now he's got a world-class elite on his side to, to take it back for him. And then he's going to turn his back and contact those who think uh, uh, Lucifer is your friend. That's what this is about. So the four trumpets deal with, with what the devils think and what the world's elite think that they own and control. The fifth and sixth trumpet is when God turns the legions of hell against the, the elites to do their heart's desire against humanity that they lied to so they can kill, rob, and destroy them. Proverbs 16, verse 4 and 5 says, The Lord has made for all for himself, yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. Everyone proud of heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. Okay? The angel stands on both land and sea is also important because the seas represent the people, nations, nations, and tongues. That's found in Revelation 17, verse 17, verse 15. In my opinion here, are the, these, uh, this speaks about those people who have been controlled and flipped into a new world order mindset of free goodies, a Marxism for all, of uh, 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 counterculture, and they're just hooked on, well, I, 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 I got to get the mark. I got to get the mark because I got to survive and so forth. And they have been trained to ignore and absolutely have total disdain for God. They want to send you to re-education camps if you do or execute you. The uh, November 20th, and if you go to Fox News, I know Fox News, I, I, I'm kind of dumping Fox News, but Tucker Carlson and especially Laura Ingram had great shows uh, exposing, uh, especially Laura Ingram on November uh, uh, 20th, 2020, about what the elites want to do i'm not making this up it's all out in the open you get it so verse seven um but in the days of the sounding of the seventh trumpet he went about to sound the mystery of god would be finished as he declared to his servants the prophets so as we see in revelation chapter 10 verse 7 in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished as he declared to a service in the prophets. That is found in the next uh, um, chapter, chapter 11, verse 15, I think it is. We'll get there in a minute. So that verse tells us we are in the midst of a pause. There's going to be a pause when the, in the, during the tribulation, when one third of the population is knocked off, one third of growing and commodities and goods and money is going to be bumped off. You think that would get these elites assistance and uh, uh, and saying, "Oh, I repent." Heck, no. 
they're sold out. They are they are turning they're turned over fully to a debased mind. This and that verse in verse seven tells us uh, that that will happen during this pause, just before the storm hits. So verse eight of chapter ten of Revelation says, "Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and the earth." So let's look at it. And so I went to the angel, and this is verse 9 and 10. So I went to the angel and said to him, give me the little book. And, I, and he said to me, take and eat it, and it'll make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it, and it was sweet, sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. In other words, he started getting nauseated, started getting sick, he got a bellyache, something was, he was in turmoil. That's what the word bitterness here means. Uh, your stomach's in turmoil. You're in excessive something is churning inside of you. It's bitter, what you see, bitter. To grasp what's going on here with the book in the book of Revelation, we got to go back to Ezekiel to grasp what's being said. In Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 5, God set in the law that there must be a threefold witness before one can be sentenced to death. In the book of Revelation, we'll find others talking about the second death in the lake of fire. Okay. So before you can sentence people, you got to have three witnesses. Okay, keep tracking with me. So we've seen the first witness that happened with Noah in Genesis chapter 6. Next, we see the second pertaining to the rebellious Israel being scattered into the nations and for a second time and then regathered. That's already happened. Okay, as a testimony, if people would repent and return back to God, God will give them back to the promised land. That's the other judgment there. That was completed when Israel got back into the land in 1948. Now, the third witness is, is not against Israel. It is against all prideful, rebellious humanity. What does all this mean? Well, John is the third and last witness of judgment, not against Israel, but against the entire rebellious humanity and the fallen watchers. No wonder Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah. So like John, when Ezekiel was given the scroll, he was told to eat it. And it tasted sweet like honey. Listen to what Ezekiel says in chapter 3, verses 1 and 4 out of the New King James. And he said to me, Son of man, eat what is before you. Eat this scroll and then go and speak to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat. And he said to me, Son of man, eat this scroll I'm giving you and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it and it tasted sweet as honey in my mouth. He said to me, Son of man, go now to the people of Israel and speak my words to them. It first tastes sweet. Why? Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. The how long of humanity is evil is going to be dealt with. Like when people are vindicated for all the wrongs done. Is that at the hands of evil, people are going to be vindicated. Judgment's coming. Justice is a coming. It tastes sweet. Why? Because at a point in time, all Israel is going to be saved after they see the one whom they have pierced. And it's all going to be consummated. And we're coming, we're going to be eventually, at a point in time, we are going to have a new heavens and earth. It all tastes sweet, man, I tell you. But bitter because, as verse 11 out of Revelation 10 says, out of New King James, and he said to me, you must prophesy again to many peoples, nations, and tongues. Ezekiel was told to prophesy to Israel. Isaiah, Israel. Zechariah, all the minor prophets, Israel, okay? 
that's going to be taken care of. All Israel's going to be saved at an appointed time when they look upon the one who is who they pierced. Okay. But now it is for John is going to issue forth the last judgment. The third judgment. So that people who reject the Lord will be swimming in the lake of fire in the second death. So by three witnesses, you need to be, a matter needs to be established to put someone to death. Uh, uh, Deuteronomy ch chapter 19 there. Why would, why would it get bitter? You're, you will be seeing evil in its full display, and that will make you feel sick and bitter to your stomach. That's what this means. Seeing the indictment against all evil will make you feel bitter inside. It's like, oh. You'll see what evil does to the unborn. It'll make you bitter. If the unborn are allowed to live, they are told that they can't know their gender. Then they get hooked on pornography, drugs, and booze, hooked on TV and video violence, sex, and perversion. They are told they need safe spaces instead of moral backbone and how to turn the cheek and forgive. That'll make you bitter. Because you see what it does. Your stomach will feel bitter because you see how evil twists justice and steals elections with smug, arrogant pride. I double dog dare you, we are in charge. Bitter at the abuse and the sexual abuse that goes on. The child molestation makes you bitter. Control of freakish control freak and their lack of empathy. How they attempt to neglect, abandon with all fighting and strife they create, even in the church. It makes your stomach bitter when addressing it and exposing it, how it silences any from speaking out against evil that seeks to take all your hopes, dreams, free speech, and reason away in order to control and dominate you. I read you two documents that tried to warn you of this, even President Trump, and how it leads, uh, what it leads to, unless you conform to as a brick in the wall of the state. You cannot buy, sell, or eat, or hold a job unless you comply with a total of lockdown into serfdom. It makes your stomach bitter. You feel sick because they feel it. I mentioned this before in many places. Uh, and I've been to uh, really demonic places up on the reservations, as well as having to do going into taking care of what people would describe as actual haunted houses where actual weird phenomena occur. And sometimes we'll bring a newbie in the group I'm with and they'll start to get near the place and they start feeling sick, nauseated. They start feeling pain. They feel, so we have to pray with them, tell them what this is and how to battle it. And then they can either wait for us, but we go inside and we, and we do battle against it and clean out the house or do battle against a demonic um, area like that. Some people don't believe that stuff, but... I can take you to places and we have up on the reservation taking some people up there and says, what you feel anything? Yeah, I feel sick. What is this? This is feel great. Oh, get me out of here. Get me out. Of here. Well, that is what evil is. That's a portal of evil. So that makes your stomach bitter when you feel the presence of evil. And that's probably will explain what many people and why many people are feeling so unease right now. They're seeing evil triumph and they see what it does. And they feel helpless. And then they are called to be like John. To prophesy against it. 
in Revelations 10, verse 11, he, the angel said to John, you must prophesy again about many people's tongues, nations, and kings. John was called to prophesy against them, tell them of their sins and warn them, save as many as you can out of the new world order with all its goals and great plans. Revelations 11, verse 15 tells us when the last of the seven trumpets of war sound, when the pause ends. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there was loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Guess when that last trump sounds. If you want my personal opinion, that will probably come at the end of the millennial reign of Christ when it ushers in the new heavens and earth. And all evil and all people are judged at the white throne who are not believers and tossed into the lake of fire. There's a great long pause there. In that between that pause, the thunders utter their voices and the seven bowls of wrath are unleashed and then the last trump. During the pause between the sixth and seventh uh, war trumpet, this, that's when the seven thunders sound. And people are going to feel sick with anxiety and worry because hell's legions have been unleashed upon the earth because they feel the evil. And they are called also before the tribulation period and those that are, remain in it are going to have to make a stand for Jesus in its midst. Revelations 11 verses 1 through 14 speaks of what happens also during the pause. I'm going to talk more about that next week. Don't have time to go into it now. But know this, the last trumpet of war sounds is not the last trumpet mentioned in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 about the rapture. Paul's talking about different, something different. Revelation's last trumpet is something different. I don't care a person's rapture of you. I don't care if you're post, mid, uh, pre. I don't care if you don't believe in a rapture. We are part of the body of Christ and we need to stop dividing and tearing each other apart because of our rapture beliefs or your stinking predestination beliefs. Stop letting the devil in and destroy everything. We don't know when the day of the Lord will come when the rapture. I look at the evidence and I have concluded that will be a pre-tribulation rapture just probably right before the proverbial dung splatters against the fan or before the hippo spins its tail, so to speak. And uh, it's going to get really dark, absolutely dark, and people will be in anxiety. And then the Lord comes with a trumpet of rapture. And those in the church will be taken. Will everybody be taken in the church? I, I, I digress here. I do not believe that everybody will be taken in the rapture. Because Jesus himself said one will be taken and one will be left. They're in the same field. They're in the same mill. They're in the same house. Meaning they are the same, the same body of people, the believers. Jesus said to pray to be counted worthy to escape these things and stand before him. I do not think Jesus was lying. Uh, Revelations chapter 3 there about the Philadelphia church is promised an escape. The only one. Others will have to go through it if they don't repent. To be refined, like the Bible says, and, and see where they, what house they really belong to. They'll be required to give up their own lives. All this makes sense. 
to me. That's why I say it's probably a pre-tribulation rapture where not every believer is taken. I know people go, oh, no. Well, I happen to agree with some of the uh, people who don't believe in a rapture. And it's easy escapism, they call it. Oh, everybody's going to make it. Uh, you're a Christian. Go to the bar, slam them down, get drunk. You're under God's greasy grace. You can do whatever it is you want and still get raptured out of here because he loves you. Pray not. You need to read Revelation chapter 2 or 3 again and see which are the five groups of people you belong to that are called to repent and do some repentance so you can make it. So with that uplifting note, if things could go absolutely global, where every, our government is totally shifted into globalism, however that happens, and whenever it happens, you need to start looking up for our redemption draweth nigh and get ready. You need to get in the book, of the Bible, start reading it, uh, praying, uh, trying to make connections, figure out with people who you're around, how you can meet, because uh, once the globalists have power, all social media, all email is going to be axed, even websites. There's no escape. You got to be alternative platforms, might hold out a little longer, but you got to prepare yourself. I suggest Stocking them up what food you can or stuff like that. I'm just saying, just prepare yourself. Keep oil in your lamp with the word of God. And, and don't waste your time talking to fools who don't want to listen in the church. Don't waste your time. So with that, I'm going to conclude. Hope you got something out of this that was good. So it's uh, we're about an hour into this. So I'm going to go ahead and end this. <laughs> no, my coffee's cold. No, it's not. It's still warm, as a matter of fact. That's not bad. So I'm going to look at a few uh, comments and what people say here. Uh, okay, I'm going to try to help Joe Bird here. Joe Bird says, I have to battle number coincidences all the time. I keep seeing... Uh, the number uh, 22, 33, so forth, et cetera, et cetera, so forth. It's very annoying. So I want to give you a hint. I did this. Uh, I, I, I tried to suggest this to people who are seeing 111, 111, 1211, 1213, and you, you go to either Psalms 11, verse 1, or Psalms 1, verse 11, and just go through the Psalms and Proverbs, and just read them out loud. Every time you have them, just go to your Bible, open up. Sooner or later, you're going to memorize that. Every time you see a number, say it in your head. And people who have done this say that the annoying stuff stops. Okay? God's not trying to give you a secret message. That's the demonic world talking to you. I'll just give you a little advice there. Lori Carter asked, could this vaccine be the mark? Again, I have no idea. It's probably leading up to it, programming people to, to get it, uh, to get the mark of the beast eventually. They have right now tattoos, electronic tattoos permanently can embed in your skin. Are they plan a chip? All this technology is out there. I'm just saying, we don't really know what that's going to look like yet. 
and Joe Bird says, Tucker has fallen now. All the idols are being removed. Um, Tucker Carlson made an attempt to apologize <laughs> last night, but he did make some good points. Truth is truth. And I'm, I don't really watch Fox News too much anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll use some clips and stuff. Laura Ingram <clears throat> has said some, warned us about what's happening. So at least we know, uh, we, we don't know where it's heading. And it's out in the open now. So with that, truth is truth. But we got to find alternative news. And it's hard to find alternative news now. Uh, no matter where you go, um, I mean, have you noticed uh, YouTube lately? At uh, one time, I would look things up and what I looked up, what I liked, and I would find a whole mess of stuff following along. Now I don't. I'm getting a bunch of things from AP and MSNBC and all the uh, local news networks I never want. So I try to opt out of it the best I can. I'm getting stuff I never even want, in fact. It's, it's hard to even watch YouTube. I have to actually go on there and actually do a search in their search engine to find anything. A lot of sites are being shut down. Okay, Brian, you mentioned you wanted to do a show with Doreen Virtue, the ex-New Ager. Is that happening? I have no idea. I haven't reached out to her, nor have I asked her. I don't even know if she even knows I even exist or who I am. She would have to check me out and my credentials and all that which is understandable, and that's how it's done. I check people out before I go do interviews as well. I would love to, but I haven't reached out to her yet. And Sleepy Dave Davenport, uh, he said this, you should see the skies this morning in Arizona where I live laid with chemtrails. Well, folks, I can verify this. Uh, this last, uh see, the end of October, beginning of November, uh, that time frame, we were in Tennessee. Then on, in the last part of November, we we're driving back. And so I took pictures of chemtrails. So the pictures I have of chemtrails crossing each other, just after another in checkerboard fashion. And so I took pictures of them. Funny how COVID is spiking. That's what my wife would say. <laughs> who knows i'm just just saying i took pictures of it i have pictures of it as i drove through kansas and parts of eastern colorado and parts of missouri taking pictures of those things i kept seeing them it, it, once it's just you know fine twice hmm three four times hmm <laughs> all in one day yeah something's going on i got pictures <laughs> so. Yeah, I like to see the photos. He says, oh, yeah, big X in the sky. Depends on where you are. It looks like a big X. To me, it looked like a tic-tac-toe board of multiple tic-tac-toes. <laughs> so, you know, you can't tell me commercial jets are following the jet, the jet stream and they cross each other. <laughs> Makes no sense. Same thing in Washington. That's what uh, Carla says. So a lot of people are seeing the checkerboard and the X's in the sky of these chemtrails. Well, Jason says that he has the pictures. I do have pictures myself of them. And Carla, I suggest anybody else have pictures, start taking them. Also, um, look online this, and I'm going to write this down. 
silent weapons, silent war. Look for the PDF. For the PDF, or buy the book and read it. Okay. So I just posted on the chat here. I said I want everybody listening to me, whoever hears this, to uh, go out, look, type in whatever search engine you have the word silent weapon, silent war, and look for the PDF or just buy the book or the manual outright. Okay. And read it. It will tell you exactly why you're seeing what you're seeing happen before you. So keep, just do that. I ask you all to do that. Get yourself online version of silent weapon silent war or buy it outright look up for a pdf this is on public domain so it's there you can get it and i'm suggesting that you you get it on section 107 of the copyright law in case youtube tries to censor this because i said so this is for educational purposes for you educating yourself with this manual okay get as many copies as you can before they take it off that's all i'm saying with that, I better um, get going here. Well, you all be blessed in Jesus' name. And I hope you enjoyed the study today. We'll continue next week on the Revelations. We'll go into the pause of the, between the 6th and 7th trumpet a little bit further in chapter 11, what happens during this time. And then we are going to see the seven bowls of wrath being unleashed and we're going to see all the events and how ancient literature will lay out something then go back and explain it in a future uh, event what is happening in the first set of seals in the certain chapters what's going to happen in verses 13 how this all ties together and then the seven bowls of wrath being unleashed it's actually not as complex as people think it is it's actually I thought it was a really complex book to understand, but actually when I started studying the signs and the symbols and, and stuff in it and the symbology and the metaphors that are used and keeping it, interpreting the book of Revelation with the book of Revelation and then going where it connects to other parts of the scripture only when it does helps a lot. <laughs> I'll show you how to do that as well. So you all be blessed. You guys have a great day and get that PDF, Silent Weapons, Quiet War. And you got to get that. Give it to anybody and everybody you can possibly know. Just send it out. Put it on while you still can on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Send it out. Get it out. So people will know what's going on. You guys be blessed in Jesus' name.